Hello, and welcome back to the Security Metrics Podcast. My name is Jen Stone. I'm one of the principal security analysts at Security Metrics, coming to you from the um, PCI North America Community Meeting. And today I'm very excited to talk to Joe Perini, industry uh, veteran. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to Joe because he's got a lot of experience both in getting into computers and into security and then PCI. You have such a breadth of knowledge. I thought there would be a lot of interest from our from our listeners in just hearing kind of about your journey, how you got into this, what you do now. Um, uh, take it away, Joe. <laughs> well, thank you for the kind introduction. It's wonderful. I've loved security metrics for years. I mean, we were always... Competitors, yes, but we were also colleagues and we worked together. I've worked with Chad. I've worked with Gary. I've worked with the team for many years. So I really appreciate the chance to be on here. Oh, it's it's absolutely delightful to get to talk to you. And, and uh, Gary was insistent that I have a conversation with you because, like you said, um, uh, the experience and the, the um, longevity of the relationship. And I think that's one of the things I like the best about security metrics is, yes, we, we can have competitors, but we... I often have competitors on to talk about their solutions, even on this on this podcast, which which is kind of unique. And I really appreciate Security Metrics for letting me do that. Yeah, that is cool because I think it, if we can come together and share some of the different ideas we have, specifically specifically around PCI, for example, yeah. then we can we carry the same message. Yes, we're not confusing the customers. Exactly. We can also work as a team to make it stronger and better, and maybe some testing techniques that you're mm -hmm. using are more effective for segmentation or for identity and authentication, whatever the case may be. But if we can share that, we can also produce consistent reports mm -hmm. that make it easier for customers to be able to contrast and compare and talk to each other. Right. So. Yeah, I think coming together as a team is is important. And I would love to talk about how you worked with Chad and, and Security Metrics <clears throat> to develop some of the, the penetration testing guidance for PCI. But first, mm -hmm. your entry to computers and to security and to PCI is very compelling. Maybe just tell me a story. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey. So I, I didn't start my career as a computer guy or... or or insecurity. I was an optician, so I made the eyeglasses that you and I are wearing. Um, <laughs> that uh, you know was my day job, mm -hmm. and I would go in and cut lenses. And I I used computers to calculate the curvatures of the lenses. Mm -hmm. And we had an old eighty eighty eight that we were getting rid of. And I said, "Could I get it?" So I got it, and I I spent the weekend trying to get it online. My father had given me an old U.S. Robotics three hundred baud modem. Mm -hmm. And Back I'm trying, in the day. yeah. Oh God, the, the <laughs> aluminum thing that it was also, you know, a, a, ding, a ding. home uh, defensive <laughs> weapon. Uh, and I spent the the day trying to get it on, getting plugged in. I'm trying to jam things. I'm running down to Radio Shack, which mm -hmm. was still a thing. Yeah. Uh, to get adapters to try and fit it into the back from my cables. And I spent it and I discovered after all this time and effort that I had effectively connected the U.S. robotics to the printer port. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's <laughs> what it took to get me hooked. I'm like, okay, so what's the difference between – and I went down this hardware path. Yes. How does this work? How does this work? This is amazing. And then you know, I, I picked up a, an old hard drive at a uh, garage sale, mm -hmm. 20 megabytes, thought I'd never fill it. Yeah, <laughs> and put that in, and pick went from it was massive. Yeah, from a CGA to an EGA monitor, and then a VGA card, and uh, <laughs> one of my patients at the uh, optical uh, 
office that I was working at gave me um, 8088 to a 286 overdrive chip. Oh. So you would plug it into the board, you plug the mm-hmm. chip on, and then you'd hit the turbo button. It's the only reason that the, the turbo button really existed. And I had a 286. So it's just the thing that is pretty consistent in my journey is I've always not had a lot of money to get there. Uh-huh. So while my colleagues were all going out and getting Microsoft certified, right? Um, I couldn't afford those. So what I did was I started a nonprofit in Napa called the Recycled PCs Program. Oh, wow. And we would collect used equipment from businesses okay. know, two generations out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had given me a classroom mm-hmm. and we set up a lab and I would train adults in the evening, upgrade and repair the IBM compatible. Oh, fascinating. And I got access to more equipment than I would ever know. And it reinforced it because I had to then teach somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yes. There is nothing that helps you learn something like teaching it. That's amazing. Um, I remember the first class I had, I went 30 minutes, dismissed everyone, lying on on the floor on my back and thought, (laughs) what the hell am I doing? I don't know. know, Imposter syndrome from day one. (laughs) Yeah, <clears throat> massive decompress yeah. and, uh, and wrestle with that ego a little bit. <laughs> and then just picked up and started. And and from there, I was able to move from optical into computers. But I still didn't go immediately into becoming a network engineer or a sysadmin. Uh-huh. I went into sales for a value-added reseller. Oh, interesting. And okay. one of the computer guys there mm-hmm. taught me networking and operating systems okay. and more and more and more. And I leveraged that to get a real sysadmin job, mm-hmm. continue to do sysadmin work. Um, I was working at an e-commerce developer mm-hmm. in in Luma, California. Uh-huh. And uh, my systems were getting hacked into. Oh, and mm-hmm. I didn't know. We wouldn't know until all of a sudden we'd have no disk space because right. they, were, they were knocking over the SMTP service, putting in an FTP server, and then using it for zero-day wares. Oh, wow. So it wasn't malware or anything. It was mm-hmm. just books and, mm-hmm. and movies and music and nothing in a language typically that I understood. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a value to me other than, <laughs> but it, it caught my attention. It's like, how are they doing this? Yeah. What are we not doing? Mm-hmm. And I had no idea how to get trained. Um, so I, like many, I went out and got my CISSP. Mm-hmm. Just does nothing it's to help you It's not going to make you a hacker. No, it is not. not going to put you into penetration testing. Nope. It will... I mean, if, if we're honest, what it's going to do is it's going to level the playing field if you're up against another candidate with one. But as far as it being practical for <laughs> yes. hacking, not so much. Let's be honest. People ask me all the time, should I get my CISP? And I say, what the, the job that you're going for, what does it say in the job description? Get that. Because it, it, like you said, it levels the playing field. Maybe it shows that you know how to take a test. But but if you want to know how to do things, what you're describing is amazing. Because what you're doing is starting with where you are, and then how what do I how do I either solve a problem or get to a next step where I want to be? Mm-hmm. And so many people, ask, I mean, you probably have the same experience. How do I get into computers? How do I get into security? How do I get into PCI? Well, I don't know. Where are you now? Start there. Exactly. Look around with what you've got and figure out how you can use it to your benefit. Yeah. Um, I took my – once I got the CISSP, I took my resume. I sent it to a company called HackerSafe, mm. which was an old company that did a, a little banner at the bottom of, of uh, shopping carts to say that they were HackerSafe. They were tested every every day. And mm-hmm. it was kind of a controversial service on the internet. Some people liked us. Some people absolutely hated us. But it – 
I sent it to them and said, ask your hackers what I need to add to my resume to get into pen testing. Ah, uh-huh. And they said, tell you what, why don't you come work for us and we'll have them teach you. Wow. So I came over there and worked there. And that was my introduction to both web application penetration mm-hmm. testing, network penetration testing, and also PCI because HackerSafe was also an approved scanning vendor or an ASV. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So that was my introduction to the standard. Mm-hmm. And I would go to this community meeting and sit behind the booth and talk to people about our service and begin to understand more and more about uh, PCI and how, you know, what role could I play in? Right. You know, and I was only in you know, requirement 11 at that point, mm-hmm. but it was still exposure. And sure. I could start to learn from other people more and more how to interpret the standard and eventually – Someone offered me a role as a QSA, oh, okay. a company called PSC. Mm-hmm. And I started and I discovered quite rapidly I hate being an auditor. <laughs> if you don't like it, you shouldn't it, do it. It's, for me, <laughs> That's it was, my rule. <laughs> because I was a sysadmin, for me it was eight hours a day of people lying to me because oh. I know you're not doing the things oh. that you say you're doing because I've been there. I know you don't have the time. I know you don't have mm-hmm. the resources. You know, So people were blowing smoke up my tuchus mm-hmm. and I had a chance the – the uh, manager of the optical or the, excuse me, the pen testing lab uh-huh. uh, at PSC decided he wanted to try a, a more athletic career in, I think it was kite uh, boarding. That seems like a departure. <laughs> it was, but he was always really excited at it. And we're like, great, what are we going to do about the lab? And I threw my hand up and said, let me give it a shot. Okay. And from there, I just still didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hired people that did. And they were able to share with me. And mm-hmm. we could create a program that would allow us to work within the PCI requirements, do penetration testing, really focused on the regulatory regimes mm-hmm. and allowed us to take companies that were not um, anywhere near compliant and provide them with at least some controls and some tools so that they can understand it. And then we teach them how to test themselves so that we, when we left – because the value of the pen test is – very, it, it's got a short lifespan. Yeah, it's very point in time. Point in time. And if you only do it once a year, not very useful. No, so we would yeah. leave with them different ways that they could can do some continuous testing. Interesting. That way, you know, because I didn't want to hide all of our secrets. Our mm-hmm. pen test reports were written with the exact syntax. The, mm-hmm. the rule was you had to put the syntax in such that even a junior Windows administrator could reproduce the vulnerability. Yeah. Because if you can't show them how it's done. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, at the time, there was a lot of, uh, it's just because you guys are special. It's your magic boxes. It's, Mm. it wasn't, we had to show them that it was something that they could do too, because once you remove that, the mystery and myth around Mm -hmm. the vulnerability, then it becomes real and it becomes real to you. So that education piece was really important to giving them a way to, to remediate that vulnerability. Yeah. I think the best pen testers, are more educators. Yeah. And, and that's not how I started my career. I remember the f- uh, first couple of times I was like, oh, you guys are so stupid. Look, you did this, <laughs> this, and this. And I really no. uh, wasn't particularly mature in my message. Uh, <laughs> but over time, I, I began to recognize you know, they're, they've got a lot to do. So uh-huh. you can't just come in and say, this is what's broken. Go fix it and, and leave. Yeah. I know I can't fix it because that would be an independence problem. But mm-hmm. I can show you how and give you as much resources as possible in my reports. So I think some of the better reports are written in a way that people can follow along with the hack 
can see how it was done, and then they can see how it was fixed. You know, I agree with you. And whenever I, I deal with my my customers with empathy, I think they have a better security stance. We have a better conversation. What in, in the end, we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And, and so I, I love that you developed that. Um, perspective and and the educational component. It's, it's brilliant. Well, and that's something that we shared with Security Metrics in terms of philosophy. And in 2015, Chad and I and Gary uh-huh. worked on the guidance for penetration testing for the PCI Council. And yes. it came out in 2015, was updated in 2018, and kind of shows how penetration testing should be done. Because Early on, we were seeing some crazy things. Like oh, yeah? Vendors were saying, open up a hole in your CDE for us and we'll pen test from there. Mm. Uh, or, you know, give us access to your CDE. We'll get send it box and mm. we'll put it in. And, mm-hmm. and, it's, and that's not how it's done. That's a vulnerability scan. Yeah. We're, we're, we have to do a real pen test. Yes. So there's some education around the difference between vulnerability scanning, penetration testing, and that's a red teaming and all that. That's it's a little <clears throat> bit of confusion that exists to this day, but I think it's getting better and better, particularly with the guidance that the council comes out with, and and people gain that better understanding. And then you have something written that you can give to a customer and say, "Look, we're doing it this way because of this," and everybody gets on the same page, mm-hmm. right? Right. And we were able to point out that it's not just the the technology or the servers or the networks that mm-hmm. you need to hack; it's also the people. So they're in scope, the system administrators and everyone within the organization, right. because they're part of the processing of credit cards. Sure. Um, so it, it kind of changed the way penetration testing was was being handled for PCI and, and for the better. And again, this was information that we were sharing with the general community mm-hmm. uh, so that everyone could get on the same page and do the same level of, of reporting and customers wouldn't be confused and they yeah. could compare and contrast. And and while 2015 feels like yesterday to me, (laughs) it's not. So so are are you still doing that same type of work or where did you go from there? Well, um, for a while I had a a talk that I would give, PCI for pen testers, Mm -hmm. and I would update it with every standard. Okay. Uh, So when we went from three to three dot whatever to, I would make changes so that I can continue to educate the community on how you need to be approaching PCI from the penetration testers' point of view. Right. Um, because this is your opportunity to validate the controls that they put mm-hmm. in place are effective. You're the only thing. Absolutely. I mean, the auditor's going to look at them. They're going to look at configuration. Mm-hmm. But when the rubber hits the road, if it keeps you out yeah. and you were given the uh, ability to perform an actual test so they mm-hmm. didn't put too many constraints on you and they, you know, that wasn't time boxed to two days. Right. Um, if you do it right, then you should be able to validate everything else that was done. There is nothing that I rely on more than a good penetration test. Reading that, those results, those reports, and discussing them with the, the people that had the, the tests <clears throat> done, is um, it's just essential. Yeah. Um, and, and so for a while, you were, you were doing this um, uh, s- speech about penetration testing. Yeah. You were doing the work. And, and then where did you go from, from there? Well, COVID hit. So I was the head of testing for the U.S. at a company called BSI, who mm-hmm. is here at the uh, community meeting. Oh, terrific. Great group of guys. Really, but what happened, I remember we were t- talking about, well, how are we going to handle this? Business is going to slow down until mm-hmm. August. Yeah. And then we should probably pick. No, it didn't happen that way. Uh-huh. So it really impacted a lot of, of the consulting firms. Yes. So when that 
gig disappeared. There were other opportunities. I kind of bounced around for a little bit. I'm currently a cybersecurity architect for oh. a pest control company out of Atlanta. Okay. And the role is uh, consultative and where, you know, they we're bringing in new technologies. Mm-hmm. We're looking at new opportunities to, you know, uh, work with our data, mm-hmm. reevaluate the cloud, things like that. So I'm there to be able to look at the solutions, determine whether or not they fit with all of our intentions and regulatory regimes, and then make uh, suggestions and so on. I'll also do a little hands-on testing mm-hmm. just to stay current and who wouldn't want to when you've got a, a network all over the world. They're like sure, you know, thousands of people, thousands of accounts, several different mm-hmm. domains. Yeah, it's a little bit like you know, a, a playground for me, but sure. I'm, I'm careful. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want them asking for me to come back. Yes. <laughs> so, well, one of the things I really noticed going from the outside as a consultant to an inside mm-hmm. is I would go to a customer and go, look at this. It's the same findings from last year. They haven't fixed anything. Yeah. And we would, frankly, kind of get on our high horse about it, thinking, you know, why aren't they taking this more seriously? you know, yada, 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 coming in on the inside, now I'm beginning to see, wait a second, it's a matter of time and resources. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wasn't doing them any favors by copying an attitude around it. Yeah. I needed to look for ways to help them out, improve either the tools that they have sure. to do remediation, maybe check in with them mm-hmm. a little bit more, offer more guidance, do something mm-hmm. other than say, okay, there it is, go away and fix it. Right. Because now I can see how many things they're finding, you know, the phishing attacks that are coming through yeah. and the, the incidents that have to be done and the, the changes to the data. We've got new technologies coming out. There's just only so many hours in the day and so many people to do the work. Yeah. So as pen testers copying the attitude when we come back because they haven't fixed anything, instead we need to ask why. You yes. Know, why didn't you get to that? Exactly. And then how can I help them? Mm-hmm. So that they can remediate it faster. Brilliant. Because at the end of the day, that I don't want to find those things. No. I, I want to be able to fix. We're really pen testers are trying to put the uh, the forensic guys out of business. That uh-huh. should be our jobs. Absolutely. You know, so that they're not, you know, walking around going, "Yeah, I mm-hmm. do blue teaming." Not anymore. You wait <laughs> tables. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it's. It's definitely a different perspective mm-hmm. being on the inside. And I, I, if I ever go back out into consulting, I'm going to keep that with me yes. because that's helpful. And that's one of the th- things when you're starting and you're wanting to go into the business, mm-hmm. you need to understand that you do have to have a foundation. Uh-huh. I know some people say you can just get right into becoming an auditor, for example. Yeah. You just I mean, you take c- this course and you do this thing can, and but you'll make six figures as a PCI auditor. Maybe, but you also are not – what value are you bringing? You don't have any foundation. Yeah. You don't have any experience. Now, I know that I can – I've got experience that might be even slightly outdated from my time as a sysadmin, mm-hmm. but it still helps me look at what they're doing now yeah. uh, you know, with respect to a, a certain requirement because I've been there. And I can look at the larger picture. I think if you're trying to come in as an auditor without any system administration background, mm-hmm. with any strong technical background, um, you're – Gonna struggle. Yep. yep. Um, and you know, it may be okay in you know a consulting firm that's nothing more than kids with clipboards going check, check, check in place, not in place, and it, not a collaborative environment. It's just that quick, cheap, bottom of the barrel uh, audit. But 
if you're more complex environments mm-hmm. with customers who really do care about their security, yeah. you need to bring your A game. Yeah. So you should have a foundation in system administration, some understanding of programming, even just one language is helpful. Mm-hmm. And this is also true of becoming a pen tester. You can't just jump straight from I learned Windows to I'm a hacker. There are a lot of different things that you kind of need to understand and have in your in your toolkit so that you when you are confronted with a technology that maybe you don't have hands-on experience, mm-hmm. you've got nothing to extrapolate from if you don't have the experience behind you. Right. And and it takes longer to <clears throat> tr- try and learn in place, you know. Yeah. Um but uh having some of that background, I, I think people who who choose to ha- to gain that information by having different um jobs uh, a lot of times people ask me, well, what's an entry-level career into cybersecurity? And I say IT. Because if you have a, let's say you have a help desk um, job in a company that allows you to do more than just, you know, answer a, you know, reset a password, but you're actually digging into um, what's going on on the server level, what's, how how is the network working? As small organizations where you wear a lot of hats gives you a really great, like you said, foundation to be able to build that knowledge and then develop that into a a cybersecurity direction. For example, even if you're at on the help desk and all you're doing is resetting passwords. That's still valuable information because now you understand some of the choices people are making when it comes to passwords. Ah, good point. How yeah. people are losing their passwords. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're you're in charge of also resetting their MFA because they lost their phone or mm-hmm. because they they clicked on something they should have. It's n- it's not uh, experience that's worthless to you. Right. Even if you start at the very bottom and begin. Absolutely. Pay attention because mm-hmm. everything you're you're working with is going to be invaluable for you five years down the line. Yeah. You will know and you'll be able to recognize situations and understand solutions much better than the person that didn't have that experience. And every job I've ever had, if I was willing to do more or learn more or ask more, they, there was always the opportunity to expand what I could do and what my knowledge base was. Um not beyond just the basics of what I was hired for. And I think that's a, a something that, that if you have some initiative and some desire, that you can probably learn and grow wherever you are. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And many the larger companies, the company I work for has uh, numerous opportunities for training. If I wanted to go back to college, they would pay for it. I yeah. mean, so, and I've also worked at startups where, you know, you're going to wear – six or seven different hats. Mm -hmm. So you're really going to get your fingers in a lot of different things. And everybody around you also is like winging it. Yeah, trying to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. We're, we're as they say, building the plane as we're flying. (laughs) Uh, Startups are fun that way. Startups are fun. You don't get the security that comes from a larger organization. Mm -hmm. Maybe the benefits aren't as good. So, you know, you have choices in terms of where you work and that need to fit your immediate needs and lifestyle and family choices and things like that. But, Either path is good. There are opportunities for you in both of them. You just need to look around and see what you can do. This what is, can I do with where yeah. I'm at? Well, this is brilliant. Thank you so much for, for coming and talking to me. If people yeah. want to connect with you, how do they find you? I'm Joseph Perini on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Jay Perini on uh, Twitter or X mm-hmm. now. I'm Jay Perini on Blue Sky. Fantastic. I might have a Mastodon account, but God only knows how to use Mastodon. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't uh, even know if I have one or not. Yeah. I actually can't remember. Yeah. So, so <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely available. Uh, All right. You know, for questions, and you can go ahead. And well, this was great. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. Cheers. Thanks for watching. 
To watch more episodes of Security Metrics Podcast, click on the box on the left. If you prefer to listen to this podcast, it's available on all your favorite podcast platforms. See you on the slopes.